From the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School, this is Marketing Matters on Business Radio. Hello and welcome. You're listening to Marketing Matters here on Business Radio, Sirius XM 132. I'm Barbara Kahn, the Patty and J.H. Baker Professor of Marketing, and I'm joined by my co-host, Americus Reed, the Whitney M. Young Jr. Professor of Marketing and the Brand Identity Theorist. Hello, Americus. Hi, Barbara. So I have a question for you. What is a brand? Oh, you know, I talked about it today in did class. You, what did you tell these yeah. budding young Wharton-ites, these students? I told them a brand is like the meaning of life. Uh-huh. Oh, <laughs> oh, wow, we're taking it there. Yeah, we it's not just the it it's there. not just the tagline. It's not just the logo. No. It's not. And ju- it isn't just identity. Either. It isn't just identity. It's lots of different things, <laughs> right? It's not things. just the external markers. Right. And it's interesting because a product brand service is more important than ever. More it's important than ever right now. Life. And in fact, politics, political parties are brands. People are brands. We have personal brands. Cities are brands. Ooh. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I was thinking about this as we were walking through this sort of wonderful spring weather that's upon us in Philadelphia. And Philadelphia has a very unique brand. And I was thinking, like, I wanted to ask Barbara this question. Like, what are the greatest brands of cities in the world? What 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 cities jump to your mind when you think of that? Well, you know, it's interesting you say Philly's a city because they kind of copied their slogan from New York. Yes. Um, and probably one of the greatest cities in the world yes. is New York City. The Big Apple, as it were. And we are so excited. So interesting you should talk about that today <laughs> because we have as our guest Maryam Banakaram, who is the co-founder of Maryam B., and New York City Next, and she is behind a very interesting new branding strategy for New York City. Hello, Miriam, and welcome to our show. Thank you so much for having me. And this is awesome, Barbara, because we're changing things up today, because that's what we do here on Marketing Matters. We're going to actually start the show today with our Spotlight segment. The Spotlight segment is, segment is absolutely incredible because it's this, we call it Spotlight because we dive into a very specific aspect of a key narrow topic in marketing. Spotlight. Come here, let me look at you. Spotlight. I want to keep doing So let's do that, Barbara. Oh, what? <laughs> That was for you. That was for you. I really like that. Well, Miriam, we are excited to have you be our spotlight guest here. And so you're the founder and managing partner of Miriam B., which is a purpose-driven consultancy. But you're also the co-founder of New York City Next, which has a mission to support and rebuild New York City. And that's really what we want to talk to you about. So first of all, Tell us why New York City needs to be rebuilt, because I'm a big fan of New York City. What's going on with New York City that it needs to be rebuilt? Yes. Well, I mean, the backstory is that New York City Next was founded in August of 2022 when things were, you know, not great in New York. It was in the height of the pandemic when everybody was very socially distant. If you went outside, not only did people wear masks, but they also sometimes had um you know, face coverings. So it was at the time where the city was very much shut down. And I, at the time, was the head of marketing for Nextdoor, sort of the neighborhood app that um, helps you connect to your neighbors. Oh, I know and, that app. That's a very cool yeah. app. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so um, in that summer, there was a lot of noise around New York being dead, right? There was an mm. article that came out that a, mm. a gentleman who had a comedy club uh, wrote that said New York City was dead. He relocated, I think, somewhere to Florida. And there was just more and more of that noise coming. And as somebody who had stayed in New York City, I was struck by that noise because in some ways, 
while it was an incredibly different, difficult backdrop, what you also had was people showing up at seven o'clock, you know, clapping pans and making a lot of noise for essential workers and, you know, still wanting very much to support their neighborhoods and staying put in the neighborhood, right? Not all fleeing the city as would be the case. And so I remember it was an August morning. I sent an email to a group of friends and I said, I don't know about you, but I'm tired of all these stories of New York City being dead. I don't know what to do, but you all have superpowers. Who's game to get on a phone call? And about 20 of us, um, including my husband and Carolyn Donahue, who also is a former CMO, we got on the phone with a group of our friends and said, okay, who's game to help and what should we do? And over time, that, that grassroots movement um, grew to be more than 600 people. Wow. We, yeah, it was kind of this amazing side hustle for everyone. <laughs> and what we started to do was really think about lots of the different issues, but then sort of hone in on something specific that we could quickly move towards. And honestly, somebody, and I'm pretty sure it was my husband, saw this video of Jimmy Fallon and Miley Cyrus mm. sort of being buskers in disguise in the subway and sort of them taking off their wigs and how incredible that was. And that spontaneity and the arts being the soul of the city was what inspired us. So we quickly pivoted and did an, an experiment and learned sort of right in our own neighborhood of Chelsea, where we enlisted Ilya Villafranco, who was an award-winning, Grammy award-winning musician. And he performed um, with a band in the corner of our neighborhood. We had volunteers show up. We made t-shirts. We actually booked into open-air restaurants in the neighborhood. And we sort of learned, like, what would that look like? How would that be? And we didn't need a permit because it was right on our stoop in essence. But in the end, we moved it to the corner closer to where the restaurants were and borrowed electricity from the nail salon. You know, it was very much a sort of um, hacky neighborhood event. Okay, so before we get into the logo, let's just talk a little bit about some of the stuff that's going on in New York at this time. So, I mean, the work from home, there was a number of things, and you've alluded to some of it. One of it is some people actually left New York. Like, a lot of New Yorkers did go to Florida, which is kind of surprising to me. Um, But they decided if they're going to be working from home, they could be working from home anywhere. Let's go include um, some. So you you saw some people leave the neighborhoods and move to other places, suburbs or rural or Florida or whatever, but it also changed the work environment because you didn't have to go into the office five days a week. So the, the business communities were changing and it, it had changed the, the use of real estate. And did you address any of that stuff? Because you just really saw differences in the way New York was being used and the real estate was mm, being used. Well, I mean, again, Kathy's been in her position for a long time. She has a lot of data. And this was definitely um, something that informed our brief. I think one of the things about New York is that even before the pandemic, a lot of changes were happening, right? Brooklyn is a very different place today than it was, you know, 10, 15 years ago. So you had people stay in place. They became more connected to their neighborhoods, right? I, as somebody who had Mm. been the global CMO of Hyatt Hotels or other jobs, I spent a lot of my time just running to the taxi or to the subway to get to the job or get to a plane. For two years, I was in place in my neighborhood. I got more connected to my neighbors than I ever had. Um, And also just more connected to all the businesses, right? I was at 8 a.m. I was going to Chelsea Market to get my fruits and vegetables, you know, when it wasn't crowded, right? I knew Carmen. I knew her by name, right? We knew what was going on with her. So that local connection became a vital part of our lives. And I do think that, yes, we worked from home, but by the way, that changed how we supported the businesses that were closer yes. to us yes. than had been That's before. Yeah. 
And I do think that, you know, people are not going to go back to office, to the office five days a week. But I will tell you, as somebody who's been running sort of a virtual team, I mean, local, but virtual in New York in this process, there was nothing like that week before we launched when everybody was together in person. And it was such an interesting moment of observation to see how, you know, when you're on email, just texting or Zooming with each other, how people, particularly in a pressure situation, because, you know, going towards launch, it's very difficult, would get very short with each other. But when they were together, how when they went to the coffee room to just get a coffee, sure. like that would dissipate. Or I watch my daughter, who's in her early 20s, like when you're not in the office, somebody doesn't pull you in to say you're not supposed to be in this meeting, but come in and watch what the right, happens. Right, right, right. Right. So I think that this is the thing that we're going to have as a challenge when we go forward, because I do think that you're going to have hybrid going forward. But I, as I think about my own children who are in their 20s, I want them to also be able to be in an office with other people mm. because there's an apprenticeship that happens yep. organically Absolutely. when 100%. you're together that we are losing. And losing. I worry about that. So let me ask you, just because we're running out of time a little bit, and I do want to know. So we there's been the New York Times article and a bunch of articles about this We Love New York City, which is a new logo, a new campaign, as I understand it based a little bit on the old, very famous I Love New York, which is, by the way, Philly copied that also. Yep, I forgot sure did. I forgot what the Philly one was, but it's something like We Love Philly too or something like that. <laughs> but it was very it was definitely derivative of the New York City of the New York one. But this is not that one was state, I guess. This is literally yes. New York City. Really? And you That's change correct. I to we, you change the type the font. So there's a number of changes you made. Can you talk a little bit about that and what's behind that? Yeah, it was a deliberate decision to leverage the I Love New York mark. You know, there's a ton of equity in that mark. I think we did a survey in February. It has over 90% brand recognition. Mm. So we wanted to leverage that mark. That mark is not going away. In fact, it's going to come out again as the state brings back sort of their campaign for tourism come uh, Memorial Day. This was to tee off that mark, create a mark that was for New York City specific. We switched the I to we because we believe this is a moment for we where we need to come together to care and and do for our cities or wherever we live. And then we actually took the heart, which is reimagined and made it animated, right? Mm. Today, the world is three-dimensional and this was a digital social effort. So that heart switches and it becomes a Mets cap. It oh, becomes right. a Yankee cap. It becomes, you know, a pigeon. We thought about the rat and the poop. Like, you know, this is New York. We know where we <laughs> right. live. We love it, you know, for all its glory. <laughs> You know, it's so funny because I looked at that. I saw when I, I opened it up. Well, I don't open the newspaper. I opened up my iPad and there was um, the thing. And I yeah. just thought it was brilliant. I loved it. Um, and I love the idea of it. And I love everything that you're talking about it. So I, I was really surprised to see any negative reaction. And I almost wonder if it's like funny negative reaction. Like I can't even understand why people can be upset about it because it's just all good things the way you're saying it. So yeah. What is the nature of the response? I mean, is that just New York? They're going to complain <laughs> the about Yorkers. everything? You know? <laughs> you know? like, Nothing wait. to see here. Keep moving along. <laughs> uh, you know, we, we responded on Wednesday with um, an execution that said, we love critics. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? If you don't have an opinion, you are not a New Yorker. And by the way, I'm like, like it or love it. 
don't like it. I don't actually care either way. <laughs> that is the way we roll here in New York. Yep. I'm like, what are you going to do about it? Yeah. You know what? The problems, the thing that makes New York amazing is its density, it's its diversity, it's its complexity. But the thing that also makes New York difficult to fix is exactly that, right? It's complex. This is not going to be solved by one person, one organization. It's going to require us to come together, to care and be inspired to do something. And if we could do something with New York City next as just a volunteer side hustle, mm. imagine what we can do as 8.5 million New Yorkers. Ooh, nice. Yeah, I mean, and it's like in some sense, I think the negative reaction is a gift because it's generating conversation. Um, I've outdone my KPI numbers. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> Awareness goals have been met. There so you go. thank you. That's right. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us today. And where can our listeners go to keep up with this whole initiative? Where should they go to find out everything you know, you about. can follow us on Instagram at We Love NYC. You can go to the website, we love nyc.nyc. And, you know, honestly, we seem to be everywhere these days. So <laughs> reach out, um, reach out, you know, through those channels or find me on any social media. We do respond to all inbounds. Nice. Well, thank you. You're very successful. Thanks for taking this on.